0: Good morning, church. Are you feeling blessed this morning? Feeling ready for the word? Are you enjoying the series so far? Are you being encouraged and challenged by it? Amen. So during this series, what we are talking about is the need for resilience. Why we need it, why it's important, how having true resilience will enable us to endure these trying times that we are living in and what we need to do to be resilient. In the first week, we spoke about the importance of being rooted so that we can stand firm. Amen. We need to be rooted in Christ first. And then I mentioned how we also need to be rooted in community because together we encourage and support one another. I also mentioned how being rooted in Christ means that we are able to tap into a supernatural source of strength and life which led to what was spoken about last week, Sunday, which is our inner strength. Because true resilience does not come from our own strength and ability, but it is a result of the inner strength which we find through Christ. We have this internal source that enables us to endure the hardships to have hope in the darkest of times, and to have strength that prevails during life's greatest challenges. It is not in our own ability and strength, amen? Because if it comes from us, from our own strength, it's limited, it will run out. But when our source is Jesus, when we are spending time with Him on a daily basis, allowing His strength to fill us, to give us that inner strength, then we have a source that never runs dry. So being rooted and having inner strength are keys to not only surviving these turbulent times, but they will enable us to thrive in them. Meaning that our lives will still produce fruit, that we will not be overwhelmed and undone by the chaos that surrounds us, and that our faith will not waver. If you missed the first two messages, or maybe you just want to recap, refresh your memory, you can go to our website, and on our sermons tab, you can find all our previous messages. Or if you go to the homepage, you can find links to the YouTube channel and our Spotify podcast, where you can then make a choice if you want to watch the sermon or just listen to the sermon. But either way, I encourage you to stay up to date on these sermons. Because each part of this series is laying a different piece of the foundation which we need for resilience. So be encouraged, be challenged by each part as we equip ourselves over the next few weeks. Amen? Will you do that? Stay up to date. Don't miss a message. See, with each new challenge that we are faced with, as we are surrounded by negative news and uncertain times, it is easy to become overwhelmed and consumed by fear, and by worry. It is easy for our hearts to become burdened and weighed down. But as we heard last week, God wants to turn your hard times into holy times. If we would only focus on Him, turn our attention to Him. And in so doing, in spending uninterrupted time in His presence, we begin to be filled with the supernatural resilience, a lasting inner strength that is fueled by our union with Jesus, rather than this short-lived burst of motivation that we get through short messages and inspiring Christian posts. Those are short-lived because our hearts long for a connection with our Creator. Not just a short moment, but lingered time in His presence. Our ability to endure is dependent on having this deeply rooted stability in our relationship with him. So last week, we were also encouraged to download and participate in a devotional program which was designed by the author of the book that this series is based on. So if you haven't done so already, please take a moment later today and download the One Minute Pause app. There's the QR code on the screen. There's also posters at the back and outside where you can scan it after the service. You can take note of the name and download it later this afternoon and start the 30 Days to Resilient program tomorrow morning. What this is, is a guided devotional with a morning and evening session every day. And these sessions are refreshing as they encourage us to spend time with Jesus, putting aside all distractions because our lives are highly distracted, right? And so we need to take that time and it encourages us to spend time with him uninterrupted, giving Jesus our attention. And a lot of what we are talking about in the series will be put into practice in this devotional. So this is a good way for you to take action during the week. You don't just sit here and listen to a message, but you go home and you do something about it. So here's your call to action. Download the app, take part in the 30 Days to Resilient devotional and may you be refreshed as you do so. I do just want to add a little side note here as you go through these sessions. You will notice that he uses examples from nature as illustrations. Those of you who started the program this week will have already noticed this. And perhaps you were thrown off a little bit when he called us amphibians. He's not saying that we are actually amphibians. He's using it as a comparison, that we are like amphibians because we need two worlds to survive, right? Amphibians, like frogs, need both water and land. Us, we need the natural, the physical world that we live in, the one that we eat and breathe and and live and do life in, but we also need the spiritual. We need to remain connected to the spiritual realm as well, feeding our spiritual being, being connected with God, So it's not just the physical, it's the spiritual. And in that way, we are like amphibians. So if you're thrown off by that, now you know. And if you haven't started yet, you're forewarned and you won't be confused when you get to that part. So he uses a lot of metaphors to paint pictures. So just allow that to, to be kept in the back of your mind. So if you started the program this week, please keep going. Keep it up. And if you haven't already, Please start tomorrow and allow these sessions to draw you closer to God, to help you develop the habit of spending time with Him every day. And may it encourage you, may it refresh you, and fill you with a desire for more of Jesus because we need Him. We rely on Him. We find resilience in Him and we cannot endure without Him. Right, so now that I have recapped the last two weeks and I've already given you your homework... Let's get into today's message. Last week, we were asked to fill in the statement, my heart is weighed down by. You fill in the blank. My heart is weighed down by. And it's important for us to be aware of what it is that is weighing on our hearts, the things that burden us, to name them, to know what they are, so that we can then do something about it. The reality is that we are burdened with the weight of the worries that we carry. But we need to realize that we cannot carry the world's problems. We can barely carry our own. We cannot solve every issue because our strength is limited. But here's the good news, God's strength is not. So we need to learn to give our burdens to God, to give it into his hands, to trust him to take care of those situations. We need to learn to live surrendered to him. Not just living a life surrendered to him, but learning to surrender every burden, every worry, every anxiety, every concern, all of it to him. To surrender it and leave it with him. That's easier said than done, right? Our lives are filled with an abundance of things to worry about. There's no shortage of worry. But we are told that worry doesn't add value to our lives. So why do it? Why worry? Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verses 25 to 26, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Can any of you add time to your life by worrying? So since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Worrying does not give life. It doesn't make life better. It doesn't change your situation. So why worry? I understand that being told not to worry is not very helpful, nor is it realistic. Because this is a natural human emotion. But what do you do with worry? See, that's what will make the difference. How we respond will tell us if we are living, surrendered or not. Please understand that Jesus is not shaming us because we have worries. But rather, he's pointing out the fact that we allow these worries to consume us, and we hold on to them when they are not meant to be held onto. So imagine that you are carrying a backpack. And in this backpack, you're putting everything that worries you. We all have something to put in our backpack, correct? The future, that's uncertain. We worry about it. Our family. That can look very different for each person. It could be that you're worried about the, the relationships in your family. Maybe you don't have good relationships within your family. Maybe your family is going through a new season and it's challenging. It's trying. There's sickness. There's aging. There's new relationships. Whatever it is. There are things in our families that we worry about. Overall relationships. It can be romantic relationships, it can be friendships. Do I have the right relationships in my life? Am I surrounded by the right people? Studies. You're in school, you're overwhelmed by exams, tests, assignments. In varsity, it's overwhelming. Maybe you're, you're worried about, what am I going to study after school? Maybe you're already out of school and you're wondering, should I study further? Career. Am I doing the right thing? Am I where I should be? Do I need to change jobs? Do I need to look for something else? Is there growth potential where I am? Am I doing my best in my job? Maybe the company is downsizing and you're worried about retrenchment or they don't have the finances to give you a raise. All these things are concerning. Our health. Maybe you got a negative report from the doctor or things just aren't as they should be and it's concerning you. Friends. Not just if you have the right friends in your life, but we worry about our friends. Maybe there's someone close to us who's going through something and we worry about them and we pray for them and we're concerned. Our finances. There's not enough Months at the end of the salary. <laughs> not enough salary at the end of the month. Politics, the uncertainty of where the government is taking the country, whether they're making the right decisions, the laws that are being brought in, and we worry and we get concerned. The wars. And the impact that those conflicts have globally General uncertainty. You fill in the blank there. Natural disasters. So there's all these things that we worry about. These are the things that we bring to God in prayer. And we talk to him about it. We name them. We mention them. And we pray and we ask God to help us to, to bring breakthrough, to bring healing, to bring answers, to bring peace. Peace. And then when we're done praying, we stick it back in our backpacks and we carry it around with us. We asked God, we prayed about them, but we didn't release it. And we carry it around. Our bag is still full. It's still heavy. And it's burdening us as we go about our day. The thing is, a lot of these burdens that we're carrying with us, God did not ask us to carry. Our bag is heavy, and we are burdened, and we are tired, and we are weary from carrying this weight. Is that how God wants us to live? Let's see what Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Can I ask us all to be vulnerable for a moment? I think it's important that we understand as believers, we don't have to always have it all together. When we get asked how we are, we don't have to give the generic Christian answer, I am blessed and highly favored. All is wonderful. God is in control and I am filled with his joy because we don't always feel that way. Let's be real with one another. It's okay to feel not okay. So who here is feeling a little bit tired and weary and burdened this morning? It's okay. It's good to admit it so we can do something about it. And it's good to know that we are not the only ones who feel this way. So maybe you have a lot in your backpack Or maybe you only have a few things, but you've been carrying it for so long that it is so heavy. And so you're feeling weighed down by what is in your bag. Listen, Jesus is saying, come to me. I will give you rest. Learn from me, take my yoke upon you because it is not heavy. I am gentle and in me you will find rest for your soul. Set down your burdens. And rest in my presence. Surrender your worries and receive my peace. Come to me. How many of us truly go to Jesus on a daily basis? Or are we only going to him when things really become unbearable? Because if we are waiting for the poor boy to hit the fan, for us to go to him, then we are living in our own strength until we cannot anymore. But that's not what he wants. He wants us to come to him daily, to withdraw from the distractions, to retreat into his presence and receive his rest, be filled with his strength and have our burdens lightened. What we need to understand is that when we rely on Him in every moment, every day, then we are placing ourselves in a position to be resilient. Because resilience is reliance. Resilience is reliance. We become resilient when we rely on God, when we declutter our soul and our hearts and we make space. For him and receive his resilience. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus is saying, Rely on me and receive my resilience. I love how the message version paraphrases this passage. It says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Come to me. Get away with me. Walk with me. Work with me. Keep company with me. These phrases speak of union with Jesus, closeness, relationship with him, intimacy with him. He's saying, keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. In other words, when we are with him, we learn to surrender our burdens and our worries and live a little more lightly, more freely, because we do not become weighed down by our concerns. When we see how he does it, We learn to live a life of rest and a life of surrender. But we can only see how he does it if we are walking closely with him, if we are spending time with him. That is why this resilient devotional is good for this practice, to learn to do this because it is encouraging us to take time every morning and evening and get away with him. That's the intention, to take a moment and truly be with Jesus. So we've got all this stuff that we are carrying. Our stuff, our own worries, and the stuff of those around us. Like I said, we worry about our friends, we worry about our loved ones. Because that's what happens when we support each other. We carry each other's burdens like we're told to do in Galatians. So we've got all this stuff and we're lugging around this heavy load. But Jesus says that his way is light. That there is a way to do this that won't burden our souls. And so now we're thinking, how? How do we do that? And Jesus replies, watch me, learn from me. So let's see what he does. In Mark chapter one, verses 29 to 38. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they immediately told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, we find Jesus tucked in bed, sleeping in, because he had a long day before. Then he got up, he made himself a cup of coffee, and he went outside, sat under a tree, and just enjoyed a few minutes of peace and quiet before the chaos of the day. Then Simon and his companions went to look for him. They found him and they said, everyone is looking for you. And Jesus said, okay, let's do this. Let's heal some people. What, does that, is that not what your Bible says? <laughs> no, it says, very early in the morning, while it is still dark, so before sunrise, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you, and Jesus replied, let's go somewhere else. To the nearby villages, so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. In this passage, we see the compassionate and caring nature of Jesus. He healed Simon's mother in law, he healed and delivered the sick and demon possessed. He gave his time and attention to those who had gathered, even though they had gathered after sunset, meaning that he was helping people into the evening after an already long and busy day. So we can just imagine that Jesus went to bed tired, weary, overwhelmed by the struggles of the people that came to him. Surely Jesus felt burdened by it all because after all, he was a man. But then what happens? The next morning he gets up early, before sunrise, and he leaves the house and he goes to a solitary place where he prayed. Jesus went somewhere where he would not be interrupted, so that he could spend time with his Father in prayer. Where he could surrender what was weighing on his heart. Where he could talk to God, be with him, connect with him, find rest, and be strengthened. And then what happened after that is a little bit surprising, isn't it? We'd think, okay, he's had his time with with his father. He's been strengthened and re-energized and he's ready for the day. He's ready to get to the people that he didn't get to yesterday. We'd think that he would then go to the people that had gathered and continue healing and delivering. Yet when the disciples said that the people are already waiting, they're looking for him, Jesus says, Let's go somewhere else. Does that mean that Jesus didn't care about those who had gathered? Because that's what we would think, right? Jesus healed so many people the night before. He didn't get to me. Now I'm there waiting for him. And he says he's going to go somewhere else. What's up with that? Does it mean that he didn't care? No. What it means is he knew he had elsewhere to be. Jesus was not weighed down by the burdens, by his worry for the well being of those he had helped, because he had surrendered them to his Father. He also was not weighed down by the expectations of others. See, because he walked with his Father, he had freed himself to be available to God's leading, not man's. See, Jesus understood something that we struggle to grasp. Listen carefully. What's urgent in life is not what is always important. What's urgent in life is not always what's important. Jesus didn't get weighed down by people's needs. Make no mistake, he cared. He helped, he was compassionate, he was empathetic. He wanted to help people. But he was free to follow his father's voice. Jesus knew that if he had gone to the people that had gathered, then he would not have had time to go to the other villages and share the truth with them. Because he says, so I can preach there also because that is why I have come. Often, we get caught up by the worries and the things that are screaming for our attention. The things that are urgent but then we miss what is actually important. If I am consumed by my worries and my cares, then I am weighed down and not free to do what God is asking me to do. Jesus came to do something specific, not just to tell some parables and heal people. He came to turn people back to truth, to offer a better way, to give us salvation. So he didn't let the urgent distract from the important. He was not pulled away from his mission. Can we say the same for ourselves? Because we also have a mission. We also have an important task, but too often the urgent pulls us away and the important is forgotten. We barely give attention to spending uninterrupted time with Jesus, because there's all this other stuff that is calling for our attention now. So we sacrifice the important for the urgent. You want to know what's truly important? Knowing Jesus and having him know you. Knowing Jesus and having him know you. If we get caught up in the urgent all the time and we ignore that important thing that we need to do, that important relationship, spending time with Jesus, getting to know him, then one day we'll stand before him and he'll say, I don't know you. That sounds pretty important to me, to know Jesus and have him know me. So let's not get caught up with the urgent and ignore the important. See, when we know Jesus, when we withdraw from the world and spend time with Him, we learn a better way. We learn to surrender. We learn to live freely. We learn to discern what is important. And we learn to trust that Jesus is in control. I may have these worries, but if I know Jesus, I know his ways, I have experienced his love, so therefore I can trust him with my cares. When reflecting on a time in which he was consumed by worry and fear, Pastor Craig Gershaw said this, the things that kept me awake at night were the things that I wasn't trusting God to handle. I was holding on to them, ruminating over them, trying to find a way to gain control over them, to solve all my problems, to plan for every contingency. He's not the only one who does that. The things that kept me awake at night were the things that I wasn't trusting God to handle. See, our challenges, our worries, they expose our weaknesses, It exposes where fear has consumed us. It exposes where we struggle to trust God. When we hold on to these worries, when we are reluctant to let it go, when we're reluctant to surrender it, to release it, what we are actually saying is, God, I don't trust you. What is it this morning that you are struggling with? To surrender to God like I said earlier there's an abundance of things to worry about and apart from our personal worries we are also overwhelmed by the amount of pain and trouble that we see around us we are overexposed to notifications of bad news around the world we're taking in too much information that burdens us we were never meant to carry all of this we're never meant to carry all these burdens be exposed to so much all at once. And as a result, we are feeling overwhelmed. And in trying to help others, to be there for our friends, to be there for our family, we also begin to experience what is called compassion fatigue. I'm not just taking on my own stuff. I'm helping you with yours, and I'm feeling burdened and overwhelmed by it. Jesus cared for people for their pain and struggles, but he didn't suffer from compassion fatigue because he prioritized spending time in prayer and union with God every day. So what burdens are you carrying around that God has not asked you to carry? What are you carrying around in your backpack that is weighing you down, that is weighing heavily on your shoulders? What worries are you holding onto? You know, in using the backpack as an illustration, I couldn't help but think of a child, a small child and their parent, going for a long walk or maybe a little hike, or just walking in general, and they've got this backpack, and it's heavy. And then the parent looks down and says, "Give it to me." We see that, don't we? Parents carrying their children's bags. Why? Because they don't want their child to feel burdened and weighed down by it. So the parent takes it. And the child is free to do what they want. They're not burdened. The load is off their backs. When we are walking with Jesus, when we are walking with God, he looks over to us and he says, give me that bag. Give me those burdens. As our father, he doesn't want to see us weighed down by the heavy things in our bag. And he wants to carry it. So he's saying, give it to me. But here's the thing, God doesn't just take it off of us. He's asking us to trust him with it, which means we have to be the ones to take it off and give it to him. We have the choice. We can either hold on to it and say, no, it's okay, I got it. Or we can learn to let it go. So how do we do this? How do we surrender our burdens, our cares to God? During your sessions in the app this week, you would have been introduced to this idea, something that will be mentioned throughout the rest of the resilient program. It's the idea of benevolent detachment. And what this is, is releasing in prayer whatever is burdening us into the hands of God and leaving it there. Benevolent detachment releasing in prayer whatever is burdening us into the hands of God and leaving it there. In the morning session of day three, he said, resilience is imparted into our souls by our creator, but it's hard to receive anything with our hands clenched tight in fear, frustration, or stress. The same is true for the soul. This world saddles us with so many burdens and cares. Many of us have a heavy yoke, but Jesus is offering a lighter way. In order to come alongside him, we must learn to let go of our burdens, if only for a few moments each day. We learn to open up our hearts and souls by simply giving everyone and everything over to Jesus. We call this the practice of benevolent detachment. See, we need to create moments in our day. Don't wait for those moments to happen. Don't wait for there to be a free gap in your schedule. It's never going to happen. You have to make the time to take a moment in your day where you can breathe, surrender, and let go so that you can feel lighter and strengthened. Because we cannot do it all. We cannot carry it all. This constant pace is not sustainable. So we need to take a moment to stop, to rest, to surrender and release it all to God. Benevolent detachment doesn't mean that you don't care. It's not saying let go of those things. They don't matter. It doesn't mean that you become apathetic about it. It doesn't mean that you don't feel compassion for it. It doesn't mean that you don't empathize with the people whose burdens you are carrying. It doesn't mean that you don't care. What it is, is a loving release. It is an act of trust. It is giving everyone and everything to God. It is through learning to lovingly detach from these worries, these concerns and cares from ourselves, that we will learn to love lightly and freely in a world that is filled with heartbreak and burdens. Jesus helped and healed many people, but he withdrew daily, and he surrendered his burdens to his father. Likewise, we all have situations in our lives that are heavy, but God has his hands open, and he's asking you to hand it over, turn it over to him, and let it go. See, we need to learn to detach from the unnecessary and attach to God. Detach from the unnecessary and detach to God. It's time for us to lighten our load, to empty our backpacks, to make room for God's love, for his joy, peace, strength, and resilience to work in us and fill us. In the book Resilient, John said this, to make room for God to fill the vessel of our soul, we have to begin clearing out some of the unnecessary clutter that continually accumulates there like the junk drawer in your kitchen or wherever else in your house. Everybody has a junk drawer. That black hole for keys, pens, paperclips, gum, and all the flotsam and jetsam that accumulates over time. Our souls accumulate stuff too, pulling it in like a magnet. And so Augustine said, we must empty ourselves of all that fills us so that we may be filled with what we are empty of. Over time, I have found no better practice to help clear out my cluttered soul than the practice of benevolent detachment, the ability to let it go, walk away. Not so much physically, but emotionally and soulfully. The practice of benevolent detachment there are a few words that you hear often at church and you will hear them often during the series cultivating practicing developing these are action words that means that it requires you to do something growth relationship resilience these things don't just happen by accident it takes effort and, intention. and I want to emphasize this because listening to a sermon is not enough. You need to go and spend time with God on your own. You need to cultivate and develop your relationship with him. You need to put into practice spiritual disciplines that will grow your faith and connect you with Jesus daily. So we must empty ourselves of all that fills us so that we may be filled with all that we are empty of. We surrender. We detach from our worries and cares so that we have room for God to fill us with what we need. Benevolent detachment doesn't mean that now suddenly all these problems, these worries don't exist. It would be nice if that was the case, if they disappeared. They'll still be there but when we learn to surrender to hand it over to God their hold on you is released when we surrender the hold that these worries have on you are released and we can live freely and lightly even with the worries and the cares that surround us 1st Peter 5 7 says give all your worries and cares to God for he cares for you Give all your worries and cares to God. Hand it over. See, when we take time to be with Jesus, we go to him. We're carrying our bag, filled with all the stuff. We spend time with him, and in his presence, we surrender it. I say, Lord, I give this to you. I trust you with it. I give it, and I leave it. In my time with Jesus, I surrender my burdens and I leave it with him. We don't carry it around. You walk out of your time with Jesus feeling light and free. The worries are still there, yes, but their hold on you has been released. It means that although the worries exist, you're not weighed down by them because you trust God with him. You've detached from the worries, and you are attached to God. Jesus is speaking to you this morning, saying, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Give me your worries and your cares. Clear your heart and soul from the clutter of this world. Make room to breathe and rest with me. And learn to live each day unburdened as you surrender it all to me. Trust Jesus to take care of the worries. Learn to let go of the weight and find rest in his presence as you benevolently, lovingly, detach from yourself all those cares and learn to live freely and lightly as you surrender it all to him. What are you carrying this morning? What is in your backpack What are you carrying with you every day that is weighing you down? This morning I want to encourage you to hand it over. Give it to God. Give God all your worries, all your cares, all your concerns. Surrender it. So we're gonna take a moment as I close in prayer. And you thought of things when I asked you what you are carrying. Something came to your mind. Maybe it was an avalanche of things. Maybe it's just one or two, but something came to your mind. You're holding on to it. And this morning, we're going to surrender it. We're going to release it. Amen? So just think about that thing. You can have your hands closed in a fist. You're holding on to it. Think about that thing that you're holding on to. Those worries, those cares... And then as an act of surrender, open up your hands and say, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. I give you those worries and those concerns. You can name them silently if you want, but the Lord knows what you're carrying. But name it, release it. Allow that burden to fall off of your shoulders as you surrender it all to Jesus. When we surrender it all, we free ourselves to be filled with what God wants to fill us with, to fill us with what we need. All to Jesus we surrender. All to him we freely give. Surrender it all. Do not continue to allow the worries and concerns to burden you, to control you, to weigh you down, to keep you from doing what God wants you to do. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. And in his presence daily live. These are the words of a hymn. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Release it. Release it this morning. God did not ask you to carry it. The situation might not change immediately. Maybe it never will. But its hold on you can change. You do not need to be weighed down by it. All to Jesus, I surrender. declare that in your heart this morning. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence daily live. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. Father, I pray that you will help us to do this every day, spending time with you, living in your presence and surrendering before you every worry, every concern, everything that is causing us anxiety, everything that is weighing on our hearts, Lord. May we surrender it and leave it in your hands. May we be released from the weight in our lives. May we walk with you work with you, keep company with you, Lord, so that we can live lightly and freely, even in the chaos, that we can have your peace, your strength, your resilience, Lord. I surrender it all. I give everyone and everything to you. I trust you, Lord, to take this bag, to take this weight, Father, may we go out into this week and live lightly and freely. May we trust you, Lord, with every need, every concern, every worry. May we put into practice what is needed so that we can develop this relationship with you. I pray, Lord, that we will not be distracted by the urgent things in life and put the important things aside. Help us, Lord, to prioritize what needs to be prioritized. Help us. Guide us. And fill our hearts with a desire for more of you, Lord. To seek you daily. To want to spend that uninterrupted time with you. To put away all distractions. To retreat into your presence to follow Jesus' example by going to a solitary place so we can pray, so that we can commune with you, so that we can release our burdens and be filled with your strength. May your love and your blessing be upon us, Lord. May your spirit be within us, strengthening us and guiding us each day. And help us on this journey, Lord, as we strive towards resilience. We thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Remember to take action during the week. A Sunday morning service is not enough. Take action during the week. Participate in the 30 Days to Resilient program. You can get the, the QR code after the service, download it this afternoon, start it tomorrow, and be refreshed during the week. And we'll see you next Sunday as we continue our journey towards becoming resilient. Amen. Be blessed.